Welcome back to the Hockey House Podcast, episode 23, presented by Selly Hockey Co. Uh, I'm Murph, once again, joined by Glick and Fitz virtually. We just wrapped up covering the 2021 ACHA National Championships this past week. Kind of took the week off. We haven't gotten together in a while to record a pod, so the the boys are back and we're excited to recap the National Championships with everyone listening. We'll turn it over to Glick first. Glick, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Just I'm finishing up the semester this week, but I'm just glad to be back with the boys. Fitzy, how you doing? Have you been? Same thing, like wrapping up the semester, you know, those end of the year projects and the teachers feel like they are the only class you're taking and that, you know, there's nothing else going on for you, but it's whatever. What about you, Murph? How you doing? Doing good. I, I feel like uh, we've talked about this. I feel like Cuse is going later than Indiana and Temple because I've, I've still got like a solid three weeks left. But yeah, I've got a nice mix. I've got a couple of classes where the teachers are like, hey, just turn in everything by the end of the year and we'll call it good. And then I've got other teachers who are like, no, like get on this now. Like, let's go here. In terms of Syracuse, we're going to do senior day at our house and get dressed up and have everyone and give speeches about the guys. So looking forward to that. May 12th. Before classes finish up, we've uh, arranged to do an inter-squad scrimmage. The school is going to let us do that. So uh, that's what we're looking forward to. Also, big news in the Syracuse hockey world. We are looking for a head coach. Um, Our head coach, Connor Tracy, love the guy. um, But he's stepping down because he's got two young kids at home that he wants to spend more time with. And unfortunately, he can't. Can't be on the road traveling to Lynchburg, Virginia to play Liberty in a two-game series and, and still spend enough time with his family, with work and everything. So that was kind of a bummer. Uh, we found out last week, and now uh, the other the captains and I were, were talking it over, and uh, we're going to open up a search to find a new head coach. So that's one of the many reasons why we've started a podcast like this. So guys have a place to talk about funny things like that because uh, – it's different in every school, but here at Syracuse, the, the students in the club have a lot of say in, in how things get run. So it's definitely an interesting experience for all of us going through it right now. Yeah, that's kind of the update from from Cuse. That being said, we did uh, we did try to get some guests this week. We've wanted to bring on the the men and women who won national championships this past week. Unfortunately, like, like the three of us, uh, everyone's kind of getting ready for finals mode and like Glick always says, it's uh, student athletes, academic weapons. So uh, we're going to let people focus on on the schoolwork as things wind down here and teams are still celebrating. And then we'll get some uh, championship caliber guests on the show. Before we get into the, the recap of, of the national championships, we officially ended our first season covering the ACHA, which is exciting with four national champions being crowned. Last week, we're going to get into it a little more as we go out through the episode, but we'll recap each tournament and and what we saw and what we liked. Turn over you guys, just thoughts. I I know you guys weren't fortunate enough to watch every game, but in terms of, you know, the the content that was produced from these tournaments, what were some things that stuck out to you guys? Fitz, why don't you go first? Well, I was watching the D1 women's game, the championship game highlights, and they look like they got the full like NHL setup. I don't know. I was feeling pretty jealous just looking through obviously these highlights, but when you were putting up the uh, the stuff on Instagram the whole week and just you know the fans going wild and just the excitement on the guys' faces and the girls' faces, you know, just considering that I've you know lost my senior season and it it was almost kind of like you know bittersweet. It was like oh you know it's cool they get to play, but like I didn't get to play. No, I, I think it's uh. 
it's pretty sick how it, it's run that way. You know, people always think that ACHA is like, oh, it's the ACHA, but you go through these highlights and you see, you know, all the way from the D1 women's all the way to D3 men. It's legit. You know, it's, it's taken seriously by a lot of people. And I'm surprised that some of these teams get as many fans as they do uh, traveling to playoffs. We're lucky to get, you know, a few fans at some of our home games. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to agree. I mean, just considering that, at, like, there was a point where we didn't even know if there was going to be nationals and the fin- the final product, just the atmosphere and all the games and the fans, it was just absolutely incredible to watch. And just, obviously, I mean, it was very, it was kind of bittersweet to see other people play, but I'm just happy that there was some ACHA hockey this year. Yeah, it was funny, obviously, being the ACHA nerd that I am, I was like, yeah, I'll buy the hockey, I'll fork over the money to buy the hockey TV package for the weekend. And it was, uh, I think it was like 29 bucks. And then if you use like the promo code ACHA, it was 25. Like I was fully expected to watch as many games as I could. And then um, Friday morning, uh, when the men's D1 tournament was, was getting kicked off, I went over to the house, me and two others were getting the vaccine, the second dose of the Pfizer. And so we were meeting up because we were going to carpool to go downtown and get the vaccine. And I was watching a Liberty game. I was watching Liberty versus Maryville. And we were all huddled around my computer. We went and got the vaccine. Then we came back and there was a different game on. And then sure enough, there's like four or five of us huddled around my laptop watching. And it was kind of cool to see the guys get into it. You know, obviously the platform that we've created, more people were probably paying attention and, and seeing the scores of games than maybe no, they would in a normal year, which is cool to me. And I think it was tough for a lot of people to watch considering not everyone got to play this season. I know the three of us didn't get to play. And uh, so that was tough to watch. And, and we weren't the only ones around the country doing that. So the fortunate news is the season's over and, and we can move on. And hopefully more teams are playing when we get to the fall of next year, but it, all, all in all, I think it was a good weekend. And, and like I said, it, like you guys said, it's cool to see the final product and that the ACHA puts out and, you know, obviously four national champions get to be crowned. That being said, the first tournament that we'll, we'll get into, uh, we'll talk D one women's, which was hosted by Minot state uh, at Mesa arena in Minot, North Dakota. The Liberty Flames walked away with their third national championship in a row. Their third in the last four years. Obviously, COVID interrupted that streak, but um, they weren't the number one seed going into it, but they they walked away with it. Thoughts after watching the recap and the highlights? We'll go to Glick first. I mean, all I got to say is you guys broke the Glick curse. That's incredible. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Congratulations yeah, we, to the Liberty women's team. Fitz, you, you touched on it, that the camera work was amazing in this tournament. And I, I have to agree. I know the, the video that I showed you guys was from the Liberty feed, but the Minot State women's feed was also posting clips all weekend. All in all, a good product. And it was a great arena to host the event. I know um, it, the, the arena seated a lot and they got pretty good crowds when Minot was playing. But uh, other than that, there weren't, weren't too big of crowds. But I was going to say a, for that championship, it looked like it was empty. Yeah, tough, tough draw getting Liberty and Lindenwood, uh, teams from Missouri and Virginia in a tournament in North Dakota. That's a tough sell. Um, <laughs> but the, the clips I did see there, there were pretty good crowds for the Minot games. And uh, if I had to guess, the Adrian Adrian fans probably fall, traveled well, too. I was going to say it was disappointing. Adrian didn't even get to the, the Frozen Four round for that. Yeah, that was kind of a shocker to me. They must have just not uh, had, must, must have had a tough weekend for the Lady Bulldogs. The pictures you were 
putting up the, the pictures from the women's games. I think those were some of the sickest out of like any of the attorneys. We've said it since day one, like having a great photographer is so key to branding, but yeah, the photographer who did the uh, women's tournament was our bot photography up in uh, Minot, North Dakota. Uh, obviously we talked to Josh strong and interviewed him and he's since moved on from Minot, but um person I got to take his place is doing a great job. And I thought it was cool to see, like, I don't know. I feel like maybe in, in women's hockey, they're a little more calm and collected after they celebrate. Maybe you see the more dramatic celebrations and in, in men's college hockey, but the, the, the emotion out of these, these girls in the pictures is awesome. I thought they captured it very well. Watching and, those highlights of the chipper game. It looked like they were like hitting some people. They're getting physical out there. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's one thing, like, I guess, we've watched a lot of ACHA hockey and, and, you know, you could you make that comparison to, you know, what's the caliber of play considering NCAA division three, like, you know, some teams could probably compete in NCAA, NCAA D three. It was my first taste of women's ACHA hockey. There's two divisions in women's ACHA hockey division two did not have a tournament, but I thought it was really competitive hockey from the division one standpoint. And I know a couple other people who watched the tournament said the same exact thing. I was impressed with the level of play. We'll have to uh, get a uh, a girl on the podcast soon. Yeah, open invitation to the, to the ladies at Liberty. Get them on the pod. Maybe they'll we'll, we'll talk to one of them before we talk to a guy on the men's team. We'll be looking forward to it. Moving on, another underrated tournament that I hadn't even watched. I'd watched a couple of games. Division three tournament I thought was the most underrated tournament. Um, it was in Patterson, Michigan the rink that Davenport plays out of right outside Grand Rapids. Hope college was the, was the number one seed going in and they had won. Uh, they previously won a national championship three years ago, I believe. And uh, they brought the title home in front of a packed crowd. Um, it was basically a home game for the Hope college flying Dutchman. Uh, the highlights from this one were fantastic. Basically how I ended up watching the Hope team. Like I said, I I'd picked them to win the tournament. So they were, the team that I was rooting for. And uh, we were actually watching one of the division one games. We were trying to watch Liberty Minot state in the semifinals and the feed was just terrible. And we'll get into it a little more when we talk about the division one tournament, but the feed was terrible. We couldn't get to work for us. We were like any other games on. And uh, one of the better parts about hockey TV is you could choose to watch the ACHA tournament. So like you could see every ACHA game that was going on. And so uh, it was like hope college versus Michigan. And we were like, oh, there's 10 minutes to go in this game. Let's turn it on. And 10 minutes left and Hope College is down. I think they're down by two. They had just, so it was three, nothing Michigan going into a third. Hope made it three to one. And then they had just scored when we turned it on to make it three, two. And it was like, oh, we got a game here. But we had no idea that they had been trailing. We just knew that they had scored. And so the game's coming out of the wire and we're like, oh my gosh, it's packed at this rink it gave me high school hockey vibes like all the hope college fans were on the left side of the rink and all the michigan fans were on the right just like a crazy environment hope calls a timeout they pull the goalie and then they score with like 16 seconds left and the place just went nuts and of course like all the boys at cuse at the house we're, we're watching the game and we're locked in like we could care less what was happening in liberty minot state because we were just all hope college dutchman fans for the night so the game goes to overtime. It was funny. I actually, we posted on the hockey house story. Like if you're not watching this hope college game, you need to turn on now. And it was amazing how many people turned it on and we're like, Oh my gosh, this game is nuts. Sure enough. Hope college 
scored uh, about halfway through the first overtime. And uh, the guy doing the play-by-play nailed the call. I don't know if you guys got to watch that clip on Instagram, but he nailed nailed the overtime call. Um, and then Hope went on to play Arkansas in the finals. And it was a weird tournament. Uh, a lot of Michigan teams in the tournament. I know, Fitz, you had Michigan to win it. Yeah, they did um, be dirty. Yeah, and and it was – so we can get into it now, but you guys were asking how the pool play worked. And so there were eight teams in the D3 tournament. Michigan was the number one seed in pool B, and I think Hope was the number one seed in pool A. And so you played every team in your pool, and then the top four teams advanced. And so the way it worked out is both one seeds played each other in the semifinals. So that's how we got Hope College versus Michigan in the semis. And then the winner of that game ended up playing, would end up going to play Arkansas. Um, and Arkansas was one of the the rare non-Michigan teams in the tournament. It was a good game. You know, Hope College kind of controlled the play, shut out the Razorbacks. But I think what I've come to realize is that the level of play differs, but the top teams are usually really good, uh, whether whether it's ACHA D2, D3, or D1. Those top programs, they treat it serious. They take it seriously, and obviously winning national championships is a part of that. What did you guys think of the, the D3 tournament? Well, the Wolverines did me dirty, as I said. It would have been cool to see them play Arkansas again for the uh, championship. I see they played them in pool play. Arkansas won two to one. But again, um, kind of just, not really, I guess you could call it a shocker, but Adrian College, they were a two seed in their pool and they didn't make it to the uh, the frozen four round. And then, I don't know, I'm looking at Florida Gulf Coast here. They, they didn't put up much of a fight against uh, the teams they played. A yeah. 10 to two loss against Hope. That's tough. Yeah, Florida Gulf Coast and uh, Arkansas, the non the non Michigan teams in the tournament in Michigan, so didn't didn't factor into the Razorbacks though. They they fought their way to the championship game. They had pretty good following too at the game. Uh, a lot of fans made the the trek from Arkansas. A good showing from the D three tournament. Glick, did you have any comments on that? I'm just going to kind of reiterate what you said. I mean, it's still really high quality games. Those organizations really do take pride in what they do, and they create a great product. Yeah, and I think another thing I guess was cool about this term is when we originally announced that there was, I remember talking about it months ago, but we were like, yeah, there's going to be a D1 men's, a D2 men's, and a D1 women's, and that's it. And we were like, yeah, we can't really figure out why they're not having a D3 tournament. And I remember getting comments from people being like, there's enough teams to play, just no one wants to host it. And so obviously it worked out that with most of the teams playing, being in Michigan, Michigan was the perfect host for it. And I'm glad they got to play because they, they mentioned that on the broadcast too as the game was wrapping up. Like, we didn't know if we were going to have a, a season this year. And then once we had a season, it didn't look like there was going to be a national tournament and uh, ended up being a great product to watch. So that was really cool to see. It was crazy. Could have totally missed out on that, that Hope Michigan game if they didn't. Oh, have it, was, it was electric. And, and we watched that game and we turned it off. And like, obviously, it was late in the night, no other games on. So we, we turned on like, you know, Vegas, San Jose. And we're like, this isn't even fun to watch. Like these guys are <laughs> like, these guys are way better. Like at least watching the ACHA, it's like, those are guys like us skating hard. So that, that was funny. But speaking of great products, the division two tournament was awesome to watch. It was hosted by Mandan and Bismarck, North Dakota. They had one pool playing in Bismarck and the other one in Mandan where you marry skates, you marry coming in was was the team to beat in their three years as a program they've only lost one game in regulation on home ice against division two teams 
which is a wild stat. So we, we talked to, you guys remember, we talked to browse from Jamestown. He was like, yeah, we hate them. Like they beat us. And like, it's a good rivalry, but like they're in division two. And so the only thing that I can think of is you marry is a division two school. And obviously there's no division two NCAA. So they're in division two and, and, you know, great. They didn't have an easy path to the finals. They, they walked through Liberty in the semis seven, nothing, but uh, Iowa state gave them a good fight um, in the championship game lost two nothing when it, with an empty netter with about 15 seconds to go. And uh, I mean, you guys have seen the clips that place was rocking. Um, yeah, for sure. It was, it was really cool to see um, how, how nuts that place was going. And a lot of people were upset that you Mary had got to host it. Cause they were, you know, they probably didn't need that extra boost anyways. I think it made for some entertaining content. Yeah, I think that watching those highlights from the championship game, that reminded me most of like a, a high school uh, hockey atmosphere, or just everyone's screaming. But I thought it was really funny during the trophy presentation. They're like waiting for, I think it was the captain was going to like lift it up. And the whole place was like silent, like waiting for him to pick it up. Like you, you could hear anything and then they picks it up and they all just go wild. I thought that was pretty funny. The, the 16 team pool play format is cool because you play every team in your pool. You're guaranteed three games, but you kind of have to win all three games to move on to the frozen four. So I, I like that aspect of it. Cause you know, I think maybe people would like to see the 16 team format. Cause it's more of like a bracket. The, the round robin's cool. Cause you know, you're not, if, if you travel all the way to North Dakota and lose your first night, you're not done. You still get two more games. I mean, you're probably not going to get a shot at the national championship, but you still get the opportunity to play. And I think that part of it's cool. I know some of these teams got steamrolled by you, Mary, but it's probably cool for them to at least play in that in front of that many fans. Cause you Mary did sell out every night. Shout out to the boys at, at NC state. They gave it a good fight. Um, that was another game we were hoping to watch because you Mary and NC state were p- both two and Oh, the winner of their game would have won the pool and moved on to play Liberty. And I don't know, it was, it was a chippy game. You Mary kind of bullied, NC State, a lot of cheap penalties. Some stuff went uncalled. I, I thought you, Mary, was the better team, and they didn't necessarily have to win it like that. It kind of felt it felt like I was watching Iceland beat the Mighty Ducks. Like they just ran all over them. I, I think NC State didn't get to play their best hockey, but um, nonetheless, I think that the team that the rightful winner um, was the team that deserved it. You, Mary. Another shout out is to the camera crew in North Dakota for the weekend, BEK sports, they're North Dakota's largest high school and collegiate sports broadcaster. They did a phenomenal job um, with the camera angles, the instant replay, the graphics, the coverage, another nice part about the, the games in Mandan, North Dakota was there's no netting there, which when you're doing these broadcasts and they're being live streamed, not having netting is such a benefit because you can actually watch the game. You know, some of these highlights you're watching through black netting and it's just so tough. So it made it for a more professional looking product, which I thought was cool. And then another one, I I didn't have this in the notes, but they mentioned on the broadcast. So Iowa State made it to the championship game. They're obviously a division two team. Iowa State does have a division one team. Iowa State made it to the championship game with 19 freshmen on their roster. Oof. Wow. Which is wild. That. That's it. That goes to show what, what kind of program they're running in Iowa state. Cause if I had to guess 19 freshmen, those are probably guys who are moving up to the division one team next year. And they're going to be good. Cause obviously we've seen you Mary competes with division, some of the best teams in division one and in Minot state and 
Jamestown. So, you know, if a team of freshmen can go up against that juggernaut and, and only lose by a goal and an empty netter, Iowa state could be a team to watch out for in division one in the next couple of years. I don't know what you guys think of, I can't even imagine 19 freshmen and they're playing the national championship game. They played some I mean, tight games too. They were four, two against Jamestown three, one against Williston and then their OT winner against Marion. So that's crazy. Yeah. Just imagine that team in three years when they're all seniors, that's going to be a yeah. long senior night for sure. Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. I'm assuming maybe not all 19 guys are going to move up to the Division One team. We saw that like Delaware uh, and Adrian, those are schools that they don't really treat it like a minor league system. They more treat it like you're on this team and you're going to be on this team for four years. I wonder if Iowa State's taking that approach as like a kind of a feeder system, minor league, you know, play your juniors or if, if you don't want to do juniors, then come play on our D2 team and, and then see what you can do. So that, that'll be something to watch out for in the years to come. I guess that that helps us transition in the division one talk, because obviously when you think ACHA, you think division one ACHA and, and some of these big name schools, there were some big time blowouts in this tournament. And I don't know if you guys got a chance to look at the schedule, but almost every first round game was a blowout. And like, I'm not talking like a seven, two blowout. There were some 11, one games. I'll have to double check. I can't remember. 15 to one. Was that Adrian? 10 nothing. Yeah. Adrian yeah. over uh, McKendry. 15 to one. Lindenwood over Kinesis. 10 nothing. Yeah. Kinesis. That's in Buffalo. <laughs> they imagine driving down from Buffalo. You got to raise money to go to nationals. And then who did they lose to? Lindenwood. Yeah. Like Lindenwood, a team who's going to go NCAA in a couple of years. Imagine going all the way down. <laughs> to Missouri getting rocked and then going back. Like we were joking here. Like I'd want my money back. Like I think that's at least, at least a rebate or something. And I know in a normal year, in a normal year, 20 teams make the national tournament for ACHA division one. But like, I don't know. I think they should look into the pool play aspect of it here. Cause like that's, that's a lot of time and effort yeah. to go down there and play one game. And maybe the ACHA shouldn't have done six teams in the, teams in the national tournament maybe they should have done like 12 because i don't know some of those teams just didn't really i don't know if it was worth it having them there and you know i know they wanted to do the 16 teams make the national tournament because a 16 team tournament looks a lot better than a 12 team but especially in a covid year when not every team got to play each other you kind of had like the teams in the northeast who played each other teams in the midwest but yeah probably would have been cooler if they did like a, a series play against you know like the the top you know however wherever you want to cut it off, but the top teams play each other for like a three game set or something like that. Yeah. Or even like the yeah. pool play would have been cool between some of those top teams. I know mine on Adrian play each other in the finals and yeah, it says six to one, but that was a, it was a three, one game late Minot scores. And then they score an empty netter and then they scored after the empty netter. So they really ran away with it there. I think Minot just ran out of gas, but like Minot and Adrian, those are two teams that like haven't don't really play each other and, and they got to play each other in the national championship. I just think the, the pool play might make for some better games. And like we said, you basically have to go undefeated in the pool play. So it's not like you're losing a game and then going to the frozen four. I think there's still um, some credibility with the pool play aspect of it, but you know, t it was really tough. I thought the division one, although it was the best quality hockey, I thought it was the worst quality stream. Um, I felt bad. The guys at Maryville were the ones doing the broadcast. And I don't know if they had bad Wi-Fi there or a bad camera, but it was just like, 
It was disappointing considering, you know, everything that went into the tournament. I felt like, you know, I don't know if if it's hockey TV's responsibility or, but it was by far the worst quality broadcast of all the tournaments, which was really disappointing to see considering it was the best product on the ice. I think Merrillville was just mad. They lost first round of Liberty nine, nothing. So they're like, we're just going to bomb the, the, uh, the film for the rest of the tourney. And, and that's such a tough look too. Uh, being the host team, you play in the first game against Liberty and you just get pounded. I mean, it was a one, nothing game after one. And then Liberty just ran away with it. And that was another thing. It got a lot of comments this week about Liberty and to go from, it was them la- all last year. It was Adrian Liberty, Adrian Liberty. They get a series in with Adrian and they just get pounded first semester and it's like well this adrian team is legit but is this liberty team pretending or they just not have their feet under them yet and then you get into second semester obviously the big story is liberty plays liu it's an underdog story but it's also like wow like you know liberty's legit like they just beat a division one program they need to be taken seriously. Maybe they figured it out since the first semester when they lost to Adrian. But, you know, they, they kind of waltz their way through the tournament and then they just lose to Minot State. And credit to Minot State. That's a very good team. The defending champions, they weren't going to give it up. But Liberty is a team that does not have an ACHA national championship. And as much as we talk about Liberty being the powerhouse in the ACHA and they play at the fancy rink with the Jumbotron and 2000 fans, they still have nothing to show for it, which is interesting. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Are you serious? They have actually never won a single national championship. You wouldn't know it. I would have thought they had at least one, if not like multiple. You would think they were the Montreal Canadians and had 24, right? Yeah, exactly. But no, the the real powerhouse is their women's program. Uh, Three national championships in, in the last three seasons. But yeah, it's it's interesting, you know, with with all the the credibility they get. I don't know if 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 they just don't perform in the big games, but like I said, they did. I we were all rooting for a Liberty Adrian National Championship to settle the score, and we didn't even get it. I don't know if if Liberty would have given Adrian a better game than Minot did, but something to think about come, as a takeaway from the tournament. Liberty walked all over Ohio, but I don't know if you guys saw the clips of the Ohio fans going nuts in St. Louis at the game. That was funny. They were was a riot. Um, obviously Maryville didn't have the seating capacity that we saw in North Dakota or in Michigan, but it was cool to see fans going nuts. And obviously in a, in a rink where there's not many fans, if you have a couple of rowdy fans, it sounds like there's 400 of them. We, we had a, uh, a situation with a goalie getting a 10 minute misconduct in the one of, in the Ohio game against Liberty. Let me see if I could find the, Did you go the, the penalty box. Yep. Yep. Of course. <laughs> no way. Yep. <laughs> We had a goalie in the box this weekend. Let's go. <laughs> I literally never heard of that. I've, I've, I think that's the third time we've talked about it now. <laughs> yeah. Max Carlinzig was the goalie for Ohio who got uh, a 10-minute misconduct. They went up 4 nothing. The third goal, he like kind of got interfered with. It was kind of a guy going hard to the net. You could see it on the feed. He was very unhappy with the refs after that one. He gets pulled after the fourth goal. There's a timeout and both teams are at the benches and you can tell he's yelling at the refs and the refs just put him in the box. So, <laughs> just put him in timeout. Yep. A, a, another reminder that, you know, goalies have to serve their own misconducts in the ACHA because the ACHA is under USA hockey. So they're not invincible. Be careful out there. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. Talking to you, Glick. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't planning on taking a penalty. So <laughs> if Glick ever gets a 10 minute misconduct, I think he has to go live on Instagram or TikTok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just just for content purposes, I think that we we need that. I just clicked on Ohio's uh their roster page just to see uh who's on the team. They actually one of their guys, Nick Coretta, he was on the D2 team because we played him uh my s- junior year. So that's kind of cool to see he moved up to their D1 squad. That's cool. Yeah. Not to, not to discredit Liberty for the way they finished their season. They did have a good year, but you know, for how much we talk about Liberty and being such a, a powerhouse in the ACHA, we kind of got to hold them to a standard, you know, the big dogs over in Adrian, they have, they have two titles in the last couple of years. So, you know, maybe they, they deserve that, that title as being the premier team in the ACHA. A couple more notes from Adrian. Like we said, a lot of blowouts in this tournament. Adrian scored 35 goals and only let up five all tournament. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. Clearly the best team won here. Um, and the best team, I think, hands down, had the best goal of the tournament. Sam Spate, they were blowing out Iowa State. Unbelievable toe drag. Between the legs goal. I think it made it, what, 7-1 to one in the game? Just an un- unbelievable goal. And a lot of the, a lot of, I don't know, I thought a lot of people in the comments were, were, were chirping them for celebrating the goal like that up 7-1. to one. Obviously, the, the goal made it 8-1. to one. I mean, just what a play here. I don't know if you guys, if how much you guys watched the clip, but the funniest part about the clip is the two guys on Iowa State, the defenseman, because the first defenseman jumps up to catch the puck and he misses it, which leads to this one on one. And then the second defenseman just gets absolutely undressed. And they both like synchronize, just go right to the bench and hop over and just sit down. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, that's a, that is a nightmare. But textbook play by them. You just got to get off the ice as quickly as possible, and you got to find somebody else to blame. <laughs> that's the only way you go about doing that like that. It's the Ford Hatchet special. Yeah. <laughs> you find somebody else to blame. Um, well, you should have had it. Goal, you, you know, goalie should have had that. You just go back to the bench. And it's like because you know if the goalie makes the save there. There's no highlight. You know, he's got a cool toe drag. Not to throw everything on Glick here, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, the goalie can't just skate to the bench. you, you got to stand there. That, that's even worse. Yeah, I mean, Glick, if you're in that situation, you just skate into the corner and try to try to shake it off there. Yeah, that's like, I don't usually skate to the corner after goal because, like, I, I'm pretty superstitious about what I do after. But, like, after that, you, you just got to get away from the net for, like, a few seconds, just, you know. Just try and regroup. Another eventful weekend. Liberty, I don't know if you guys definitely saw the clip, but Liberty's Division Two team got to North Dakota without their sticks and had to practice without their sticks. I, and I've actually I've seen this before. I think it happened to Denver a couple of years ago in the NCAA tournament. But that's got to be a nightmare as a coach. You get to the rink and you don't have your sticks because they got sent on a plane somewhere else. Uh, luckily they did arrive in time for their game the next morning. So the boys got a, a nice little skate in with, without sticks. I'm sure they had pucks, but they nothing to, nothing to stick handle them with. It's definitely um, a unique practice for them. Yeah. It was cool. The video, they're obviously embracing it, having a good time, just getting a good skate in, breaking in a sweat, getting off the plane from Virginia. I'm sure they just kind of ran through the motions and passed around the imaginary puck. I'm, I'm sure the guys that you marry weren't willing to, give them a couple extra twigs so they could practice or anything like that. <laughs> they should have went to like a uh, models, grab some Ilex. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. A lot of winners from this tournament. Um, and, and in my opinion, I think there were some losers in this tournament. So 
you know, going through the list, uh, the winners, obviously Adrian college, you marry hope college and uh, the Liberty flames women's team are, are the big winners from this tournament. They got to walk away as champions. I think one of the losers of this tournament was certainly the Liberty division one team, as we already talked about such a historic season for them beating a division one team. And then, not really being able to take care of business down in, in St. Louis. A winner of the tournament was certainly Iowa State. Um, like I said, they they may, might have ended up on the wrong side of the highlight reel with the Sam Spate goal against Adrian, but their Division II team proved that there's a lot a lot to uh, work with in the system there in Iowa. I think a big loser from the tournament was certainly ACHA Division One. I. I think the coverage could have been a lot better um, in terms of the product that they are putting out we speak so much about how the ACHA is legit college hockey. And to be quite honest, I think the the feed was a joke shooting through netting looked like it was a live barn camera, just like didn't really check the boxes for me. Would have liked loved to have seen a production that they had going on um, out in North Dakota for the division two tournament. Huge winner was the fans in the stands. We've talked about it. Just absolute awesome content in Michigan and in North Dakota. When you have, two teams win the national championship in their home state. It makes for some great crowds. And that was awesome to see. Um, hopefully more places can have fans in the stands next year. A loser of this, like I said, hockey TV tough in, in recent years, the ACHA has just streamed the games on YouTube and they're free for everyone to watch. Uh, kind of a tough sell to get people to drop $25 to stream ACHA hockey over the weekend. I thought that was a tough sell and, and made the product tougher to watch. I understand in a year like this year, maybe the ACHA wasn't making the most money and, and could have used, you know, someone else to help with, with the production of the tournament. I thought a winner was uh, me watching this on the East coast, having it all be in the central time zone was kind of neat uh, late at night, having the games come on. Um, we were on Fitz time for the weekend, which was, is always nice. And then um, final loser. I thought it was tough. You know, they had the women's national championship game on Tuesday and then Wednesday division two and three both played at seven o'clock central time. And the division one game was at eight o'clock central time. So basically oh, all bad. three games are going on at the same time. And it, you know, maybe I don't know how many other people were watching all three games at once. Like I was, but you would have thought that they'd get a better viewership. Cause if you bought the hockey TV package, you might as well watch the national championship games, but tough to watch all three games at once. And they were all three great games, which was a bummer. Yeah, those are, those are my takeaways from the tournament. Like we said, I think there was a lot of positives that came out of this. Like we said, the fans being in the stands and, and great products all together, which, which was nice to see. We did have um, some questionable stuff happen on social media following the games. I was watching most of these games on, on hockey TV and you know producing content for everyone else to see because I understood that not everyone could have hockey TV and, and follow along. So we tried to do our best to cover everything. And um, an Instagram account by the name of ACHA Show thought they could be a little sly with it and kind of just screen record our content and screenshot our content and post it as their own. And listen, I, I'll be the first to say, not everything we post is our own content. That's for sure. We We just look for it and anything ACHA themed or or CHF themed we post about because no one seems to be posting about it like we do, but to just blatantly copy our stuff was kind of a slap in the face. I don't know. What did you guys think of it? I know we, 
we had talked and originally we we're going to support ACHA show. Cause we thought maybe they could cover more of the, the partying side and the relaxation side of the ACHA. And we take it a little more seriously. And I think they just ran out of stuff to post and, and started stealing our stuff. Click. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I agree. Like at first I, I thought they were going to do more of the like party stuff and like what's going on at like the hockey houses while we take care of the, you know, the, the hockey on this, obviously we'll do a little bit of both, but we're more serious. They're more so we can post like, so um, people can just send in their crazy videos and stuff. But yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of a whack how they basically just completely stole our stuff. I think it's time for some, uh, some watermarks on the, uh, anything we post a little hockey house yeah. uh, emblem in the and bottom left or right. That's the, that's the bummer in all of this is like, you, you yeah. kind of, you know, you wish you didn't have to post the watermark. But it was, it was awesome when we posted about it. A lot of people were shocked to find out that we didn't have any affiliation with them because obviously we had just given them a shout out on our story. And so that probably got them a decent amount of followers. And then for all, us to all of a sudden be like, no, actually don't follow this account. That's not us. They stabbed um, us in the back. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they really did. Um, but it was awesome to see the support. Everyone was like, oh, you guys are doing a way better job. And like, like we do, so we've done so much original content from the Jersey bracket to, you know, just even the, even the podcast, you know, not often you get three guys talking ACHA content for an hour or once a week, but I guess on a more positive note, speaking of jerseys, I don't think we've had gotten to talk about the Jersey winner. What are your thoughts guys? I mean, Purdue out of nowhere wins the Jersey bracket. Shocking. I, I was, yeah. Just the fact Oregon didn't win is mind blowing. I honestly thought they had in the bag from the start. Yeah. So I thought the, Navy were, would win too. Yeah. And, and so like, they're obviously like a couple big upsets early on. I was kind of like, you know what? Like the best Jersey's not going to win this tournament because at the end of the day, it's fan votes. So if one team's trying way harder, they're going to win. But yeah. I was shocked at the final because Navy all tournament long had been killing everybody. They played obviously NC state was like that too. So I thought not NC state, NC state good. Great. But uh, North Carolina, UNC was also kind of had this cult following. So I wasn't surprised to see those three teams in the final four. And I thought, you know, Oregon's the clear favorite. I think they'll get the general population to vote for them. But yeah, Purdue walked away with it. And a lot of people in the comments tell me we had a BYU situation on our hands where they were using bots on Twitter. (laughs) If they did, I know they got a lot of engineers at, at a school like Purdue. If they did, they pulled a fast one on us because I had no sign of it. I didn't see anything. But yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was a, a lot of work, but I think it was cool. I think a lot of teams got some exposure that they weren't quite used to getting. And I think it meant more for the teams that weren't necessarily playing to just to give them something to talk about. Another big selling point is they said if they won, they would give away a jersey. So I think that got them a lot of votes through Barstool, Purdue. But yeah, so bribing uh, their students. <laughs> yeah, no, bribing them. A uh, huge shout out to our sponsor for the end of that rebirth sports. They're kind of the go-to when it comes to, to club hockey teams, getting jerseys. And they're obviously who we went with to get our jerseys. I guess maybe we'll do a, a little Jersey walkthrough now. While, well, we've got everyone on the podcast. We've got, we've got the hockey house jerseys here. I don't know why I'm showing them to you guys. You guys know what they look like, but uh, <laughs> for, for it still looks like every day. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, Rebirth did a great job. Obviously, cut and sewn fighting straps on the inside too. No, you get your number on your front. One of my favorite parts they did a nice touch with this is a little That's hockey sick. house patch on the on the shoulder. 
like that's a logo that I didn't even make. They just, they made it on their own, which was awesome. Last name, you know, rebirth logo. Yeah. So, you know, maybe these weren't as popular as I thought they would be going into it. But since we've kind of, I've kind of posted a couple videos and pictures here and then, and people have been like, wow, that's a cool Jersey. And I guess it's a lot harder to sell a Jersey when you don't have a picture of it. Hoping to do another Jersey sale. We'll post some videos and photos tomorrow. If anyone else wants to get one, a lot of people ask us, you know, how do we design these? We kind of just went for a simple look. I feel like when we decided on the hockey house name, I correct me if I'm wrong, Fitz. I think that was your idea, the hockey house, right? Yeah. I want to make sure you get the credit you deserve for you came up with the <laughs> hockey house name. You uh, you do more for for uh, no, uh anyone you, for this. I know, for this I podcast, know. But I, so. Listen, listen. If you wanna you wanna stab me in the back someday and sue me for the hockey house <laughs> trade, you, you you've got it. No, you do everything for us. So you deserve the credit. Yeah. We we had originally talked about. So we we came up with the hockey house name, and then we got the logo. And it was funny how it worked out. I did the logo draft in black and white, and I showed it to you guys, and you're like, "That's awesome." I was like, "What should we do for colors?" We had thought about maybe doing something with like crimson and orange to combine like our three school colors. But we ultimately settled on black and white because we think, you know, the black and white goes with any color and there's a million colors in the ACHA. So that that's what we kept in mind. And we told Rebirth when we brought it to them, we just wanted a simple jersey, black and white. We wanted you to be able to wear it with whatever you want. Uh, perfect pond hockey jersey, perfect darty jersey. Oh, yeah. The streets of North it, Philly will definitely be seeing that jersey in the fall. It just, we wanted it to check all the boxes. We wanted it to be a good looking jersey that you could hang on your wall, but you could also take with you and wear outside. If you want to wear it in your men's league game, that's that's fine too. But it's very versatile. You know, like I said, black and white, clean, crisp, classic looking jersey. So I, I'm I'm pretty proud with the way it turned out. I know Fitz and Glick, you guys will get yours in the mail later this week. But I'm, I'm pumped to, to open up to some other people if they're, if they're interested in, in Taiwan. Also looking to get a little more merch in the works. Like I said, my next my next goal is maybe hats and sweatshirts. I know Rebirth has reached out. They do sweatshirts too. So maybe we'll get them in our order as well. But lots of stuff going on. As, as we kind of wrap things up here, we'll, we'll head to our post-game question. Obviously brought to you by Selly Hockey Co. Spring is in full swing and the guys at Selly Hockey have all the gear you need. Shop their new spring line of t-shirts and crewnecks. Our personal favorite is the new 21-year-old freshman shirt. It's a riot. It's perfect for all you junior hockey age-outs heading to the ACHA this fall. Just let everyone know you're a big, how big of a hero you are with this Selly hockey shirt. Uh, it reminds me of, you know, the, the scene uh, in Happy – is it uh, – what's the Adam Sandler movie where he goes back to school? Billy Madison, right? Billy Madison, yeah. The scene in Billy Madison where he's just sitting there at the desk with, with the kids. Uh, that's like – encompasses the 21 year old fresher shirt. I think it's the perfect shirt to, you know, showcase that, Hey, you're, maybe you're a little older than the average freshman, but you still like to have a good time and play hockey. So that's, that's my favorite Sally hockey shirt in, in the spring line. Tonight's post-game question. As we wrap up this year, I know none of us got to play, but looking back on this, this COVID ACHA season, what's, what's going to be one of the most memorable things for you guys? Honestly, for me, it's definitely going to have to be this podcast. I mean, just the fact that at the beginning of the season, we just kind of had an idea and we just kind of went with it. And all these months later, here we are. I mean, it's just incredible. And especially because like we didn't get a chance to play still is a good way to kind of stay involved with the ACHA community. Glick's going to make me tear up over here. 
Yeah, Fitz, I, I think you've got an interesting perspective from this. Being a, a senior, you obviously, this might mean a little more to you than it, it means more to, to Glick and Fitz, but uh, what are you going to take away? Yeah, I think probably just the the last few skates I did have with my team this year. You know, we did have, we were planning on playing. We came back here in January thinking we were going to play for about a month. We were practicing hard. And I think I just like, you know, those practices, I realized that, you know, it's, it could at any moment, it could just be your last time playing. So just all those times I got to, you know, be back out there with, with the boys. And um, I think then once the season did get canceled, I'll, you know, remember, we also, you know, got more time outside of then of, of hockey to, you know, do other things together. So, it, you know, it wasn't like an end, you know, an end, you know, you can't play hockey, but it opened up, you know, time to do other fun things. So I think um, just getting, to, I think I got to be, you know, around the guys even more. So this season, this, you know, ghost season that we had, but um, you know, t- taking, taking the time to realize at each of those skates, you know, how, how special it is to, you know, just get to play each day and how quick it can, it can be gone from you. Well, I wish I had, I had answered that question second. Cause I think that would have been a really good way to wrap up the episode. <laughs> what, what um, just flipping uh, around. Well, yeah. <laughs> <Pretty> good. <laughs> um, We'll, we'll, we'll do, I mean, this isn't, this isn't your last pod. So we, no, no, uh, I'm here for, here for yeah. some more. <laughs> yeah. So we won't quite give you the senior send off yet. Maybe but, a, um, a grad school, uh, two more years. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Obviously um, a couple of years back, Syracuse got into a fight after a game against NYU and club sports actually canceled the season on Syracuse. It was, it was in uh, late December. And they thought maybe, you know, maybe we, maybe we'd miss practice on Monday and then, or then it turned out maybe they're going to miss the next couple of games. And then it was like, yeah, there's no more season. So the guys on the team have always kind of talked about what that spring semester was like without hockey. I always found it very interesting. I never thought that uh, I would be in that situation where there'd be no hockey while I was here at school. But one thing my parents told me and, and deciding to go to college. And one thing we preach about in the ACHA is, you know, find the school that you like to, you you want to be at. And I think during a time like this, where there was no hockey, I didn't for one second, you know, wish I was somewhere else. It was exactly where I wanted to be. And I think it's a testament to, you know, what we, we like to cover here and it's about playing the game you love and, and making good memories in college, whether it's, you know, a varsity sport or not, we're still here to have a good, good time and play the game we love. Yeah, no, that's, that's probably what I'll take away is just realizing that there, there's so much more out there. Um, and as much as we do love hockey, there's other things to do outside of it. And, you know, like, like Fitz said, those last couple of skates that we've had at Syracuse have been awesome. It's like, you have such a greater appreciation for like a good hard skate. Like last Wednesday we, we killed it. And granted we're still just doing captain's practice, but like to see some of these guys taking it so seriously when it's just captains, like no one's watching the, we're not playing any games that mean anything and just seeing guys give effort. Like, you, you almost notice it more in, in times like this. So it, it, it's crazy to think like we were all like, yeah, we, we've got this podcast for like second semester. Like how are we going to do this podcast and play hockey? Like what's that going to look like? And I'm, we didn't get to answer that question, but it'll be a question we have to ask next season, but I, I'm looking forward to it. And as we wrap up here, you know, obviously it's been a crazy time with school, but I think you guys will agree. I think when the summer comes around, We'll have much more time on our hands and we can start going back to doing this every week. 
maybe getting in some, some former players and maybe some guys uh, who have graduated and have some more funny stories to tell and maybe don't mind being on the microphone and, and, you know, telling those, telling those rated R stories that we haven't had on in a while, just because we have so many current players on who obviously don't want to get in trouble. We don't blame them for that. As the season wraps up, you know, it's just the start of something here. So I'm really pumped. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of what we've done. I think it's probably bigger than what we ever thought it would be. So, you know, we'll keep, we'll keep on chugging along. Started from some, from some TikTok comment. <laughs> out of Murph. That's yeah, so it, true. Here we are. It, it, and, and people ask, they're like, wait, how did, how did that start again? And it's like, well, I met these kids on TikTok. They were making ACHA TikToks. I was making ACHA TikToks. They were making better TikToks. And it was at that same time where we thought TikTok was going to get banned. Yeah, so I was like, true. What, what, I have this like this passion for making ACHA content. Like, what would I do? And it's like maybe a podcast. Like, you know, I know like everyone thinks these days that they could start a podcast because it's not that hard if you're listening. It's not that hard to start your own podcast. But I think we we've got a cool audience, and I don't know how much more it'll grow than what we have because it's such a niche topic. It's 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 fun talking to so many people who enjoy the content. You know, it's it's you know it's guys who played club hockey ten years ago who's found our page and like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. It's like reliving the college days, like somebody who actually gets what I'm going through. So that that's one of the, my favorite parts about it. We're looking forward to talking to some national champions in the next couple of weeks. If if you guys are listening and and you have people that you think would be great to have on the pod. We'd love to talk to them and, and we'll, we'll kind of recap this, this COVID season from the perspective of some national champions, which would be awesome. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening and uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. See you boys. See you boys next week. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the